0: Hi, I'm Susan Raff, and welcome to Real Talk. We're going to talk about everything weather related today. We've had some crazy weather uh, in the last couple of days. We went from heavy snow, heavy rain, heavy winds. And so we wanted to have meteorologist Jill Gillardi, WFSB meteorologist Mm -hmm. Jill Gillardi, to talk about what we've been seeing and also weather in general. Because I think a lot of people are concerned about the fact that, you know, we have winters now with no snow uh, and just a lot of rain. So thank you for joining us on Real Talk.
1: My pleasure
0: what have we seen over the last uh you know 48 hours so much rain i don't think any of us have even seen that much rain recently
1: well i'll tell you this i I wrote down some stats because you know i don't remember every little thing off the top of my head you know but in hartford it was the third wettest year on record wow so 2023 was the third wettest year on record um the rainiest was 2011, the second radius was 2008. So you're talking about over the past 20, 25 years, we're seeing, you know a lot more rainfall than we. so it's not
0: our imaginations there is definitely more rain
1: yeah so we look for trends at least over 30 years to start to infer that okay yeah we're certainly seeing a change you can't you know look at a week or a couple of days and say okay it's climate change or it's this you know what i mean you have to look over several several years but certainly we've been seeing that trend um no doubt about that and uh, we also saw the hottest second hottest year, 2023, for the Hartford area, on record, since 1949.
0: The rain has been so damaging. You know, we've witnessed, uh, you know, Norwich, Uh, there's so much flooding, a dam there is vulnerable, partial collapse. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really affects a lot of people. Is it because, I mean, obviously there's so much rain, but the ground already is saturated with the rain that we've been getting that it has nowhere to go?
1: Yeah, it's only going to exacerbate the issue. And what we've seen, you know, we talk about El Nino, La Nina, and certain uh, weather patterns and how it will impact the jet stream. And, you know, typically during an El Nino winter, You see blah, 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 blah. But uh, what we've been seeing so far this winter is a a more active storm track. So you notice we've been in a pattern where it's like every couple of days, here we go again. Every couple of days, here we go again. So we have a very active jet stream. Um, When you have very warm ocean temperatures and you get that warm, moist air coming up from the south, then you get the cooler air, that's a battle zone. And so we are right in that zone where usually storm systems peak, so they'll reach their maximum strength across the northeast than anywhere else. We've got colder air coming in, everything coming together, and with it being warmer than normal sea surface temperatures, I mean, there's so many different parts that come together you're going to have a stronger system you're going to have more moisture
0: where are those winters that we used to get now I know living in Connecticut for a long time now unfortunately I mean some would argue or feel differently that we get a lot of freezing rain we don't get as much uh, snow perhaps Mm -hmm. as New Hampshire and Vermont but I mean we've gone last year uh, pretty much no snow at all and very little the year before why is that happening
1: I mean, you can get those fluctuations. Like I said, you can't look at, you know, just a couple of years and point your finger at this is going to be the trend forever. Uh, But certainly more often we are seeing warmer than normal conditions, so it's going to be more challenging to get. Snow as your precipitation type rather than rain. Um, it seems like everything is kind of just shifting northward, almost like the climate is warmer now. So if you want to do all those, the skiing and the ice skating on the ponds, which are not freezing. You have to go farther north. I know. I'm
0: very of. disappointed. I, you know, I hear a lot of people, you know, don't like winter. I happen to uh, love it. Yeah. And I don't think I went snowshoeing uh, at all last year. And here we are, you know, today, and it's 50 degrees outside.
1: Right. Um, it is strange. It, it may be the new norm. Um, again, it's hard to just point your finger at that because, what, 2018, we had a pretty decent snowy year. So, you know, it, it, it's trending in that direction, but um, certainly we have a lot of things going against us now to have, you know, these uh, blockbuster winters having that cold air locked in place. The cold air is just not coming down from Canada you um, not the real true arctic air where we're in below zero wind chills and all that kind of cold it's just not happening right and
0: it's now. because we're closer to the ocean also right so well, that, that plays a factor in it.
1: it it influences certainly when you get a storm system developing if it's pulling and, and that water is very warm warmer than normal and you have the wind coming across the water well guess what you know a lot of the southeastern portion of the state is going to be primarily rain because it's just going to be too warm to support snow so again that just pushes everything farther north with your better opportunities and chances for snow so we really need the storm track also is another critical piece Um, if you have a storm track i don't know if you've heard the term benchmark yes (laughs) and then an inside runner so the benchmark you know it takes a track that's far enough to the south that the colder air can be you know in place and you're still going to get all that moisture for snow. Now, if the storm track is too far to the north, well, now you have the warmer air too far to the north, and that's why that snow is a little bit. Farther it really southwest.
0: is very precise. Yeah. Where did you um, go to school? How did you learn all of this? Tell our.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up in Eastern Mass, and I went to college in upstate Vermont. Uh, at the time, it was called Linden State College. Oh, okay. Yes, my friend
0: used to teach there.
1: Yeah. So it has changed names like two or three different times i think it's northeast it's Vermont, known Minnesota. for
0: their meteorology program yes
1: it's huge you know you have jim kentori the weather channel a lot of meteorologists across the northeast uh went to college there um you know there are several different you know colleges that you can go to but they had a you know a television broadcasting program there which could actually be on the air you know as a senior even though it was like you know rural very very rural have way.
0: you always loved everything weather related
1: Obsessed about the weather. Um, You know, I just always made my parents have to, like, drive me around when there was, like, six inches of snow. I'm like, let's go out in it, you know. um, Hurricanes I was obsessed with. I would draw maps, watch Mm -hmm. the weather I have to say, living
0: in the northeast, uh, you know, I'd rather have a snowstorm than a hurricane or a tornado, you know, or some of the things that we see in other parts of the country. So it really isn't that bad. But I wanted to talk about global warming. And uh, you know, we've we've seen uh, polar ice caps melting and warmer temperatures. And how do these wet, warmer weather or winters that we're having affect us overall?
1: Well, if we're just focusing on us, we're just a tiny little area across the big globe. So while we're having a different kind of extreme, a lack thereof, another area is having the opposite. So there it, it are some places that are getting... You know, unbearable winters while we're not seeing as much, or other areas are seeing drought conditions while we're seeing uh, abnormally high. Right, northern
0: conditions. California, San Francisco area was facing a drought for so long. Yeah. I went to visit a friend there, and I couldn't believe there was no green grass, but recently they've gotten some yeah. some rain.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the jet stream right now is very active across uh, the west Coast so now you're gonna run into probably the opposite where you get too much rain and have you know flooding but i'm sure they're just welcoming that the reservoirs hopefully filling up as we know they count on that uh, you know to supply that you know water for people you know um so yeah certainly an active track and if that's active west well everything's going from west to east usually so um, it breaks up over the rockies and then it reorganizes across the plains And then what you'll have is um, low pressure, just like it's a transfer of energy that happens. So we talk about this low here across the Great Lakes. Well, all of a sudden, you're going to see a surface low develop, uh, you know, a coastal low develop. So there's just that cold air coming in. And bam, once those air masses collide, you have lift, you have you know the there are so many factors (laughs) right i started like thinking of the coriolis force and then the (laughs) why things rotate you know counterclockwise and you know i mean it just gets so in depth when trying to explain weather because there's so many different variable variables it changes all the time i think what happens um you know with these storm systems people get frustrated because you know it's like you guys get wrong well you know we we can see so far out and until that storm develops you know the models are not gonna you know pick up on every little change so then you have a preliminary say snowfall forecast for a reason you know we want to get some information out there it's not gonna be exactly that when we get right to the day of it Um, but I've seen forecasts change in six hours 12 hours in advance and so it's just a fluid situation and so we are going with every little new piece of information, because it's like, okay, now the storm has developed. Let's see what's new. Oh, okay, now we can see that that it can warmer change. air. Yeah, it, it always changes. It always and
0: there isn't a whole lot we can do except be prepared, and that's where you come in.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, we're not trying to, you know, be his, you know hysterical, create hysteria or worry or, you know, it's like we're just trying to provide information so that you can make the best decisions to be safe you know. um,
0: Sounds fair enough.
1: It does but (laughs) you know some don't always agree but then Mm. I'm like well maybe because you weren't in in that area that the dam broke you know or you know you got to put yourself in that situation that you know we have a, a state that you know how what seven counties in this state. You may not be impacted, consider yourself lucky, but other people have lost power. Other people have had a tree come down on their house. Other people have had flooding, you know, so. um,
0: There are a lot of variables, too, you know, and where you live and what happens. So I want to thank you for joining us on Real Talk. I think uh, you have your work cut out for you, certainly um, in this winter. I I do hope you put on your snow cap and give us a little more snow so that we can enjoy uh, New England winter
1: well next week we're watching something yeah Yeah.
0: all right so everybody uh, get those shovels out and uh snow blowers and uh it's still early it's still early we can
1: have snow in march as we know so anything's possible all right well thank you so much for joining us on real talk
0: and we want to thank you for listening as well